I'm thinking that at one time or another, you've heard this sentence, that the Bible is the greatest love story ever told. And we see it today, we see a, a piece of it, a piece of that story in the book of Deuteronomy. As Moses is talking to the people, he refers to a moment at Mount Horeb. God heard the cry of his people in Egypt, in their slavery. And he sent Moses and he liberated his people. They were now free. And he was leading them to the promised land. They would use the phrase when they talked about it, the land of milk and honey. And God loved them and he brought them to the mountain because he wanted to talk to them. He wanted to be with them. But what happened scared the living daylights out of them. I want to use the description, Barbara Brown Taylor. She's a wonderful writer and preacher. She writes this passage describing that moment on the mountain when God came to speak to them. According to the book of Exodus, all the people were there. Not one of them missed it. God's own voice with thunder in it and lightning cracking all around. The sound of a trumpet none of them knew how to play with notes that made their scalps crawl. The mountain itself smoking like a kiln, shaking so violently that the ground slid beneath their feet. Turning to Moses, they said, you speak to us and we will listen, but do not let God speak to us or we will die. At their request, God never spoke to all the people again. So God came in his love to talk to them and they were afraid. Doesn't that still happen today? I read a few people in their spiritual books, Ruth Burroughs, a Carmelite nun from England. And, and actually Barbara talks about this in her book. If we're really, really honest with each other or with ourselves, and I think I would say this too, there's deep down in us, we don't want to hear God. I mean, we want to, but we don't want to because we're afraid of what God will say to us and how will God will be with us. I think of most people, and that's what they claim too. Most of us are, are, are honest. We want God, but at a distance. And that's what happened here. They said, you talk to us, Moses. You, you, you interpret the message for us. And from that moment on, God would send prophets to speak to the people. He cared for them so much. He would tell them of his love. He would warn them when they were straying away. And when they did stray away, and they, we, they did it often, as we do it often, he would reach out and bring them back. But you know, in your own lives, when you love someone, you wanna be with them. 
Aren't we feeling that acutely now? More than ever. It's when times when we can't be together. We can talk on the phone, you can talk on Zoom or Skype, but a lot of times we can't be. How many of your grandparents, you can't be yet with your, your grandchildren and your own children? But when we love, we want to be together. Where do you think we got that? We got that from God, the author of love. And he wanted to be with us. And so what does he do? He sends us his son. God comes to us to be with us. And in the gospel, we see that. And the people are starting to realize this is not a regular prophet. No one talks like Jesus talks. He wanted to be with us and to talk with us and to love us. So today I want to share with you, because the sad, the sad truth is there's so many people in the world who don't believe this love story is for them. Yeah, there's a lot of people who don't believe in God, but I think the group is much, much larger who don't believe that this love story is for me personally. So I want to share with you something that I do in my day, and it aims right at this, this doubt. It's by Father John Fullenbach. I met him about two decades ago. He's a German priest taught in Rome for 30 years. He's a guy that when he sees, reads something in the Bible and, it, and he can't figure it out, he will work and work and work till he figures it out. So he wanted to know what were the core teachings of Jesus. So he studies all the Gospels. What is the center of Jesus' message? And he came up, they're not the only ones, but he came up with three core beliefs. It became a personal creed for him. You know, the word creed comes from Latin credo, I believe. We do it every time in Mass. We say the, the Nicene Creed. This was a personal creed. Three core beliefs. And every morning when he gets up, he told us he's do, been doing this since 1968. And it's, um, I'm going to teach you the creed, but it's not a memorized prayer. It's dynamic. He reflects on each one of the core teachings of Jesus for a little bit every morning. And it's, so it's different. As he goes through life, he'll, he'll think about different aspects of it all through his life. It's, it's a prayer that's alive. I call it a prayer for the journey, as the Eucharist is, our, is the prayer for the journey, our food for the journey. And we listen to the word. Here's this little creed, the core teachings. Here's the three teachings, and then I'll explain them briefly afterwards. God's love is unconditional. I am completely forgiven. And God is always near. So when he gets up in the morning, he thinks about that God loves me unconditionally. What does that mean? Because, you know, we don't usually do that to each other. We love conditionally. We don't say these things necessarily out loud, but this is what we're thinking. I'll love you as long as you love me. I'll love you as long as you don't hurt me. See, that's conditional. 
that God's love, no matter what I do, what you do, God's never, ever going to stop loving you. Then he goes to the second one. I am completely forgiven. When I go to confession, Jesus told the apostles, when you take away their sins, they're gone. So maybe one day he thinks about the prodigal son, that story, and the father's out on the road and he's looking down that road. You get the feeling he's there every day, hoping his son will come home. And then he sees his son and he runs towards him. It's one of the only spots in the Bible where you hear about God running. He throws his arms around him, doesn't even let him finish the confession. They have a great party. I'm completely forgiven. Whatever happened before, it's gone. It's only now what's ahead. And the third teaching he moves to is that God is always here. Maybe we need this one more than ever today when we feel so isolated, people feel so lonely, depressed. He gets up and he realizes no matter what happens today, you're with me. And if you're with me, what is there that I can't handle? You know, when he does this creed each day, it might last 30 seconds, might be three minutes, and then he goes on with his day. He's been doing that every day since 1968. Now, I want to tell you what he told us after he showed us that creed. He said he was giving a retreat once to a group of sisters, and one of the sisters came up to talk to him after he gave this talk, and she started talking about her life. She was not a happy person. She talked about complaining about the kids in school, and then she talked about their parents, and then she started complaining about the sisters she lived with, and finally Father John said, Sister, why did you become a nun? I'm beginning to think about that too. She was not a happy person. So he tells her, why don't you start saying this creed? God loves you unconditionally. You are completely forgiven, and he's always near you. Well, they finished talking. The next morning, they had another session. He was giving another talk, and the sister walked by the lectern, and she gave him a sideways glance. Now, my experience is when people give you sideways glances when they're walking by, it's not good news. So she looks over at him and she says, I tried it. It didn't work. And he said, sister, you only tried it one day. You got to give this a little more time. Well, he left there and he got a letter three years later from the superior of that convent. And she mentioned in the letter, I don't know if you remember that one of our sisters came to talk to you. He told us, how could I forget her? <laughs> well, I wanted to let you know that after you left, didn't happen all of a sudden, but she began to change. She was less grouchy. Then we saw her smile. We had not seen her smile in years. And then she started volunteering for things that weren't even on her plate. We watched her come alive, transformed. And I wanted to write to you because last week she died. 
right before she left, she was saying the words of your creed. God loves me unconditionally. I am completely forgiven. And he's all, you're always near. So I would say to you today, as we reflect on the greatest love story ever told, the truth of it, if you have a doubt in your heart whether this story applies to you, why not begin this creed in your own life every day, just for a few moments? God's love is unconditional. He loves you. You are completely forgiven. Every day, he's always by your side. If you found this episode helpful, please share it with someone you know. God bless you.